Welcome to Movie of the Year, the only podcast that has the science and the screaming to unequivocally figure out what the best movie is of any given year. This season, we will focus on 2002. Tonight, we'll be getting through the entire first round. 64 movies enter. But eventually, only an Elite Eight will go on to compete for the rest of the season. I'm your host of 2002, because I was definitely alive during it, know the most about it, Mike Gravano. With me, to not battle, it's normally a game show, tonight is not, is one. Ryan, welcome to 2002. Mike, welcome to hosting, bro. Um, This is totally fine for me. I'm not freaking out at all. And I'm sure that you're going to do a really, really fucking really good job. I've decided to care less about tone and only about words people say, so thank you. (laughs) Yeah, well, you're one of those podcasters who not only... Uh, you know, creates a transcript of every show, but reads the live transcript as we're recording. Like, you don't even know what, uh, you can't even hear anything right now, right? That's a good point, Ryan. <laughs> I couldn't have said it better myself. Also with us, as always, is Greg. What does 2002 mean to me? Thank you for asking, Mike. And thank you for listening, Ryan. Ouch. Ouch to steal the question I was going to ask both of you, but no, 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 Greg. You decided to ask it yourself, please. Okay. What does 2000? Don't you guys think anytime you bring up a year from the past, you should have like three of what it means? Like right off the bat, like a young Donnie Brasco was running the streets of Brooklyn. Stickball was the number one game. I'm just going to say. We're all recovering from 9 11. Yeah. Okay. So we're all, you know, deep in 9 11. I think probably every show will get to hit up 9 11. Um, this is one of the seasons where I was not a virgin. <laughs> I was not a virgin oh, for how rare. Yeah, for any part of 2002. Uh-huh. So that you know that's going on. Do um, you think that changed how you view movies and how you think of them? Hell today? yeah, dude! I was like way more laid back watching movies. I just be like, man, you know what? This isn't gonna bother me because I've had sex. Nice. Yeah. So mm-hmm. almost every one of your reviews in 2002. I don't know about now, but in 2002, when somebody would ask, you were like, damn, I don't know. It was all right. I do. I do have to say, I'm one of those people, and it's so cringe now. But I am one of those people who had a like a profound reaction to 9/11, and it really made me depressed for like four years. Nerd. Yeah. Loser. <laughs> Not because I was there or anything. I was just like 20 years old, and the world seemed to change. And we all thought we were going to die every day. If you have that kind of reaction, like you did, Greg, maybe you should be allowed to forget. Maybe you've remembered long enough. Yeah. Yeah. Please just forget. Mike and I still have to remember. I've forgotten a lot of other stuff. <laughs> Does that nine, count? nine didn't affect me at all. I just, you know, would go on to shave my head and join the army. But I don't think <laughs> it affected me at all <laughs> when it happened to me my freshman year in high school. Fucking, my life did not change at all. Well, you don't care about much, right? I didn't even buy Except a flag movies. for my car. What? Not even a car flag? Did you buy an Osama bin Laden dartboard where his face is the is on the dartboard? I didn't, because uh, I had... George Bush on the dartboard. That's how fucking woke oh. I was at the time. Oh, very good. Wow. Good. Early. I always feel like you got to give it up to the early adopters, you know? Because, like, uh, when uh, when the Iraq war started, you were like, I think this is wrong. I don't think mm-hmm. we should do this. And a lot of other people, Mike especially, was like, no, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. Fun thing about me, uh, I was rocking to Rock Against Bush Volumes 1 and 2, <laughs> uh, and it was not connecting the music and the, the, the songs I was listening to and the things I believed with the actions in real life. So based on your two stories of 2002, Mike was rocking against Bush while Greg was rocking Bush. (laughs) (laughs) Breathe in, breathe out. Did you quit listening to Toby Keith, Mike? Just because 
It was against Bush now? Yeah. Fuck Toby Keith, man. That's what I've always said. That's what I'll say again. Was he barbecue stains on everybody's t-shirts? Uh, that it could be a song. Didn't of he have a song that's called like "Here's Another Missile" from the U.S. Yeah, of the red, a. white, and blue. Race, they, racism they is did, cool man. now. <laughs> they all were like, I used to sing it about partying, and now I'm singing about why it's okay to be a racist. No joke, dude. The country went so bonkers. Insane. What a weird. What a weird time. Yeah, this like, France. How dare you say we shouldn't go to war? We'll never see. We'll never use the word French ever again. Ever again. How do I get my favorite salad dressing? <laughs> Freedom sauce. And we well, we used to call it in like 2000. We used to call ladles Osama bin ladles. That changed. We had to just switch it to ladles. <laughs> yeah, we thought we were just being cutesy because he was just a guy we knew. A <laughs> guy from the hood. <laughs> well, I think I know exactly where you're both coming from. They and hated our way of life, exactly Mike. Where I'm going from. They hated it, and they were jealous because freedom only existed here. <laughs> Are we? But th- do you think this will be the last time we talk about nine eleven? Oh, absolutely not. Like, <laughs> because well, you got to think about the runtime, right? Like the production time of a movie, and when do we actually see retorts to the the climate of the time? And so, for two thousand two, by the time the movie, or by the time the year is about to be over. We're there. Like yeah. movies in production can put little things in. I know the number one seed of this year predict. has the first battle has um, some stuff that like nobody says nine eleven necessarily, um, but there's stuff going on for sure. Well, because at first you weren't really supposed to say too much. Like you weren't supposed to say too much about it because it was like, well, it's so sacred. And so you had to just like allude to it at first. The other thing too is that uh, you still want your movies to play overseas. So that's yeah. the most important thing with big budget movies. And so you can't do that much. And w- so we're independent filmmakers, people with not as much money on the line. Were they interested or willing to make movies about what we went through? And typically the answer, with the exception of like Michael Moore, the answer was sort of no. Yeah, they probably were also like a very young Ryan against it and had other things to say that were more important. Right. I think that we'll be seeing reflections of the Trump era for the rest of our lives. But this artists you know like it was unless you were going to after 9-11 talk shit on america which that seems crazy if you lived through the aftermath of 9-11 you might have your own inner thoughts but you do not step out against yeah, america even, in public even if you wanted to you would whisper it yeah people I mean, would be like say what you want about america but it's perfect in every way <laughs> but also don't but also don't say a single thing but that and that's i think that's the like the test of a true great country is if you have a bad thought about it, you keep it to yourself or there will be some sort of persecution. That's how you know what freedom is. Let it rain. Well, I thought it was let it rain. Is it let it rain? That's so much more daunting. (laughs) That is 2002. That is what we're dealing with. We're going to take the quick set of breaks. And when we come back, just jump in to these battles. Round one. Battle one. Your number one seed is Spider-Man. Your number two seed is... Nope. 64th seed is about Schmidt. Ryan, for those of our listeners who don't remember Spider-Man, can you do a quick synopsis? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, All right. How did he become Spider-Man, Ryan? So he's got this uncle, right? And his uncle and his aunt are raising him in uh, Queens? Famously Queens. Um, What's his aunt? Like a hot lady? It depends. Not in this one. 
And uh, I think that also depends. Radioactive spider. (laughs) (laughs) My do you have that Spider Man edit where Aunt May from uh, Raimi Spider Man is choked by a ladder? (laughs) I'm all about the Mayaverse. When it comes to certain Aunt Mays, it definitely does depends. If you know what I mean, everybody. All right. Are we already at commercial? (laughs) Depends. Sometimes you don't want to get up from podcasting. (laughs) Put a diaper on the floor. Piss on that. Just podcast pantsless. All right, so that's Spider-Man. Greg, for those of us who don't remember about Schmidt, what do you got? Oh, wow. I never... Are you Are you going to do this in Schmidt voice? Uh, yeah, this is not the movie about the new girl character. This is not about Schmidt colon origins. This is uh, Jack Nicholson. Uh, I remember this is when it was like, wow, he's finally old. And now he's so much older than oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys see that picture of Gene Hackman, by the way, that got released? No. no. Been retired for 20 years. Really? And you can see that it's him, but fuck, is he old. Yeah, dude, old as shit. Uh, Kathy Bates is in this. I think you might yes. see her naked. Naked, yep. Uh, and that is, I think they're like two curmudgeons who are like slowly falling in love with each other. Sounds adorable. Do you want me to go? You want to talk about it? Sure. Yeah, so uh, this is Alexander Payne, um, a a guy who's like up and down as far as what people think. Director Alexander yeah. Payne. Yes. Even uh, though that name sounds like a revolutionary like writer. <laughs> um, about Schmidt is sort of Jack Nicholson. We thought that he was like just at the start of this era of his career. And this was sort of it. Maybe the yeah. departed two years after this. What about as good as it gets? That was 90s. Okay. What about the bucket list? That was 97. Bucket list, yeah, it was around this time. So that's a different phase. Um, but yeah, his wife dies, and so he just goes on a little journey, and you get Alexander Payne's sort of, he's just like, he's one of those script writers that, uh, and directors is like, I just want to put funny people into funny situations, and not like, haha, not Fairly Brothers he's Apatow funny. Bro- oh, yep. Does this We're movie the get wavelength? the Dermot Mulrooney bump? Is it, or, oh, yeah. is there Mulrooney for the Mulrooney heads up? Mulrooney there? is, uh, who also played Jessica Day's. Longtime yeah. boyfriend. That's it all comes back. Moroni <laughs> uh, is his daughter's uh, husband or fiance, and he's like a long-haired cowboy idiot. So he hates Love him. It. Love that for him. It's it's a all good right. movie. Um, Spider-Man though talks about New York uh, right after 9-11. So yeah, we were on New Yorkers back then, and that's why people didn't get beat up for liking Spider-Man. Is that true? Is the world better or worse because Spider-Man came out? Is it, or the state of film. Mm, the world better. The state of film worse. Yeah, probably, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. They, talking about how like there are some movies for adults in this year and Spider-Man also coming out feels like sort of like the death knell. Yeah. But no more movies for grown-ups. Super fun movie. And we wouldn't have Spider-Man 2 if we didn't That's have Spider-Man. That's true. If they just released Spider-Man 2 first, we would have been so confused. Ryan would have yeah. been like, am I going to understand it if I haven't seen the first one? I know, but Greg, that's not a joke. That's the literal question you would ask, though. <laughs> <laughs> Will I understand it? I mean, who are the characters? All right, gentlemen, we have to vote. Let's buck the trend yeah, right dude. now. About uh, Schmidt. About Schmidt. Uh, about, uh, about Schmidt. Schmidt. Uh, about All Schmidt. right, so Greg's down for About Schmidt. Ryan? Just to let you guys know how tonight's going to go, because this was such a big year for me, About Schmidt should have a bonus show, and this is the lowest-ranked movie in the bracket. (laughs) So I'm probably going to say that about 54 more times tonight. So from now on, instead of movie of the year, this is just movie of the 2002. Yeah, why not? 10 seasons on this year. We do what we want, but Spider-Man moves on. Yes. Round two is not in this episode at all. Round one, battle two. Blade two. There's my host. They are doing a good job now. 
one. Hey, I'm trying to talk here. Sorry, sir. Greg, only your vote matters in this one. Yay. Blade two versus one hour photo. What was the first Greg. one again? I was saying yay. <laughs> Blade two. Oh, Blade two. I feel like I missed this whole like the Blade hype. Every time you want to start being like, when did the comic book movies come out? I guess this is right around the, the time where they really started to get good. Because wasn't people were into Blade. There's a Blade lot of people who will rules. say the first Blade is the start of the comic book. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I think that's pure bananas. But a lot of people will say that. But a lot of people also say he was the first person to question why some people just want to ice skate uphill. And that is true. <laughs> Does he also say, uh, you ever play roulette, always bet on Blade? Always bet on Blade. If you go to Vegas and you try to bet on Blade, they get so angry. They take They'll your break money. Your arms right then. They're Wait, like, does he it. does he say ice skating uphill because ice skating is a sport with two blades on your shoes? All his if you if you look through between the lines, all of his references are Blade referenced. Does is the Blade franchise just competing with like the Face Razor franchise? Who could have the most blades? Exactly. Anyway, uh, this is Guillermo del Toro. The, they did not yes. keep the first director. And I've heard from most people. Again, I've seen Blade 1 once. I've seen Blade Trinity once. Uh, I've never seen Blade 2. But uh, I, would, I, I could see how the GDT kicks it up a notch. I celebrate the entire Blade franchise if you ignore that the third one happened. <laughs> I'm prepared to do that. And what was the other movie, Mike? One Hour Photo, which I believe is Robin Williams playing Robin Williams. a bald, creepy serial killer monster. I don't know why bald was important there. <laughs> I'm just explaining what he looked like. He's normally so hairy. That is true, man. So he's like looking at everybody's pictures, figuring out stuff about their lives, and then getting like too involved. Robin Williams' toes are so hairy, they look like Mike's toes. <laughs> Ew. That's a good analogy. I have seen this movie. Uh, it is it is pretty cool. Um, I'm a big Insomnia fan. It's mm-hmm. The only Christopher Nolan movie I like is the one that everybody hates, and that's probably a better creepy Robin Williams. But... Um, this movie's pretty good. And this is so this is Blade is your thirty second seed, one hour photo is your thirty third. So uh nobody's gonna be coming after us. I no just can't do right now. I can't imagine like the the emails and the letters that we get when we kick out one hour photo. I feel like Blade Two is so much more revered. You know, yeah. I, I don't give a shit. As a diehard Marvel Comics fan, I for some reason, like Greg said, this just missed me. But mm-hmm. Blade Two is so much more well, in the conversation today. I know Greg is the one who bragged about it, but you were both finally having sex. <laughs> uh-huh. So I think maybe that's why you didn't care about your little vampire hunter movies. And Sweet. I did a lot. <laughs> so Because if we're going to reveal it this way, I had yet to have sex. Yeah. So then Blade is a lot more important to you at that I, point. Yes. Yeah. That's all I had. It's the only thing you got going for you. I feel bad because I feel like in some world – this is like this kind of points out what the issue is. Like one hour photo is a thriller, not like an erotic thriller, but it's a thriller. It's definitely more of a movie for adults. And it's yeah. like, yeah, but don't we want the fun movie with the, with katanas in it? Hey, yes. If one hour photo had katanas, maybe it'd be more well remembered. Also, I miss Wesley Snipe. Like Wesley yeah. Snipes. Like he was in so many of the movies I watched and then it just it ended right around the passenger fifty seven. Well, I think the IRS because he stopped paying taxes, yeah. and they were like, "You got to pay." I'm so glad we did it. You know, we got Wesley Snipes. That was the problem was They're that he nerds. wasn't paying his taxes, not the billionaires, the billionaires and millionaires. Ryan, we're also about to lose Shakira, apparently. No, didn't she win? She won taxes. She won taxes. 
She said, my taxes she pay your salary. Lie. And she got a standing ovation that lasted for 15 minutes. She just by the way, danced right out of the courthouse. Not that I'm a Karen or a, the boy version of Karen. Karen, a lot of it. Marone. Um, I'll say that to anybody. Like I'll be at Dunkin' Donuts and I'll just scream, "My taxes pay your salary." Like yeah. you can oh, just say course. it whenever you want. Oh, of course, yeah. it feels so fun. Uh, you Nobody two, can stop you. You two fuckers, my taxes pay your salary. That is true. That's literally true. For Actually, me. Greg, it is true. Yeah, me. everybody's taxes pay my salary. Thank you. <laughs> Everybody in America donates one penny one to Greg's salary to me. for Greg to be on this show. We we really set up a system of loopholes. The whole country is my pay pigs. <laughs> so <laughs> I. We'll start the voting first, and my vote is clearly for Blade 2. It's Guillermo del Toro, and everybody knows I love that, and it's Blade, and I love that. What do you grown-up lovers want to do? Who are you talking to? You two grown-up lovers. So okay. we'll just vote at the same it time? It is true that I'm sexually attracted to grown-ups, okay? I don't want to be put on blast Call on this out. show. <laughs> for me, it's Blade 2, and I feel like I should have reservations, but I have none. No reservation, dogs. It's Blade 2. Hells to the yeahs. All right, round one, battle three, your 16th seed, The Good Girl, which is Ryan's choice, versus your 49th seed, Jason X. I believe this is Jason in space. This is this is a slam dunk. Yeah, uh, we're already running so behind, Mike. Jason X. Jason nope, X. Good nope. Girl moves You misunderstood right on. the slam dunk. All right, next up, you did the Born dunk. Identity versus Secretary. This well, is difficult for me. Where are you guys at on the Born series? I'm at secretary. <laughs> That's where I am, right? This is I will say this is not about the horse. This is not secretariat. Oh, okay. This is this Maggie is... Gyllenhaal. Oh. And who she... plays her? I, and you know oh, what? I... Uh, James Spader. I do James remember Spader. this movie now vaguely. The the poster is very iconic. We we we're lovers of posters here at Movie of the Year. That, yeah. Man, love a good love a good poster. I like Secretary is sort of well regarded, but I think that that stock raise is kind of faulty, and I just I I do think that I love the Bourne movies a lot more than average people. I Not think the if we av- were doing this five to ten years ago, it'd be a slam dunk for Bourne Identity, but nobody gives a shit about Bourne. Well, I I mean I still think that it was pretty revolutionary in what it did to action. Like it's sort of it, it was so revolutionary that like James Bond. Yeah, was changed yeah. by it. It's a dope movie. It's fun and it's interesting and it's compelling and it's got the pacing is off the charts. Now this is the first one, so this is yeah. Doug Lyman. So we don't get the Paul Greengrass sort of realism. Mm. Um, but I do think that it, I still think it's the best one. And yeah, like action movies sort of were forever changed, and you had to pick and choose at this point between being a Fast and Furious movie or a Bourne movie. There's universes that should collide. Greg, what's your vote? I'm going to vote for the secretary. <gasps> Ryan, what's your vote? Born Identity. Mike, what's your vote? It's the Born Identity, even though I'd rather watch the secretary. I do think. Maybe we'll do the... a bonus show about that. Yeah, writing that down. Writing that down. Next battle is eighth seed, Lilo Stitch. Lilo and oh. Stitch versus Did the 57th married? seed, the Santa Claus 2, colon, the Mrs. Claus. Uh, secretary? How do brackets work? Yeah, dude. Nope. It's, Lilo it's and Stitch moves on. I Next love up is Men in Black 2 versus Talk to Her. Ryan, what is Talk to Her? Okay, Talk to Her might be the best movie on this bracket. Uh, it's Pedro Almodovar. Oh, uh, shit. Uh, who I drafted pretty early on in the director's oh, draft yeah. that we did a couple seasons ago. Uh, Men in Black 2, Greg, 
Is that the worst movie we've seen in theaters together? Is that to the Johnny Knoxville double Johnny Knoxville heads? Yes. It also has the Balchinians, the guys who have a scrotum on their chin. Actually, I'm talking myself into it. It's Men in Black 2. We, Ryan and I, went to Men in Black 2 under protest with several other people <laughs> who also went under protest because I think your girlfriend at the time wanted to see it. Yeah. And she was adamant, adamant that we see it. And she was like brooking no dissension. And it is. The, yeah, the worst movie we've ever seen. Our friend, uh, another friend of ours, got so drunk uh, that she disappeared into the bathroom, and it's because it turned out she puked all over her feet, and she's wearing sandals, <laughs> and she didn't know what to do. <laughs> so but she, she got to miss the, the movie bathroom. though. And I remember that, and I don't remember anything about the movie. Remember how good Men in Black was though? Dude, I thought that one? was like a when we did it, not in our first season, but like it was early on because it was '97. Um, I thought like you know that's a fucking ninety-minute. Blockbuster, yeah, like nice. what a that what a fantastic movie, and then it all just went to shit with this second one. So much so that like I had heard good things about the third one, mm-hmm. not not the Chris Hemsworth, not yeah, Men in Black International. Let's keep Tessa it in America. Thompson. But the third one where Josh Brolin play, plays a young Tommy Lee Jones, I'd heard that was pretty good, and I was just Men in Black too. I was like, I'm fucking done forever. So resounding, talk to her. Talk to her is gonna be talk to her is a potential winner of this bracket. Yeah, talk yeah. to her. I love also, just good advice. Just talk, talk to her. Your life. Yeah, just talk to her. All right. Next up, your ninth seed, Ice Age, versus your 56th seed, The Hot Chick. Somebody argue for The Hot Chick, which I believe is Rob Schneider, gets possessed by a hot chick. I've No, yeah, it takes the body over. Um, body Cultural swap comedy. darling, Rob Schneider. I've seen The Hot Chick so many times. Ice Age Why? is not a good movie. Hot Chick, uh, it was just always on. And there's funny moments, but I could not bring myself right now in this political climate to vote for a Rob Schneider vehicle. Because, and I, Ice Age, I think, was important because that it was like, it's not just thing. Disney. And yeah. Scrat. Scrat yeah, owned everything. Man, he wants that freaking, what is that, like an acorn? Yeah, Ryan? he wants that acorn. He wants it so Scrat bad. Scrat wants the nut. He wa- just like Rob Schneider wants to work, but he can't is there because a song of, of cancel culture. Is there something about acorns? It's cor- acorns, it's acorn. <laughs> yeah, with Scrat being all excited about it, that'd be great. Um, yeah, fuck Rob. Sh- Rob Schneider is like he just doesn't. It's not that he just has p- different political beliefs than me. All right, I'm not that extreme of a person. It, he's a mm. fucking talentless fuckhead, and for him to go out and say my beliefs is what keeping me from work, bro. The only person keeping you working for the last twenty years is Adam Sandler's Seriously. probably half-assed, lazy, feeling forced to invites on the Grown Ups movies. Go fucking fuck yourself riding on his basketball shorts <laughs> all right your next battle before we take a quick break is insomnia 24th seed versus your 41st seed about a boy wait the other robin williams crazy person movies from this the year other robin williams crazy person he had a thing this year i love both these movies yeah the about a boy about that's a boy, based that on the horn book uh-huh. oh man and it's hugh grant hugh grant and a young um nick holt uh nick holt oh yeah beast War boy, uh, the Russian Peter, the Queen, yeah, and you're or getting the, like the, the full Hugh Grant experience in this one, right? He's uh, just uh, being uh, so uh, charming. Uh, 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 it's charming. uh, it's British high fidelity, right? Yep. It's uh, just a fucking total douchebag, spitting yarns and like uh, talking about the talking rules the of camera. his shitty life, yeah, yeah, until he gets his comeuppance. It's charming, t- fucking kid, precocious kid, Tony Collette, who nice, still yeah. scary, still scary, but Insomnia is a movie that. I haven't seen it in a long time, but it's one of the few Nolan movies where I'm like, ah, oh, this is structurally sound. 
And we love Nolan. Well, maybe it's, maybe you don't, because that was a pretty strong thing you just yeah, said. Yeah, I don't like him. Yeah. But, but I like before him. Before Nolan decided his movie should try to prove how smart he is to his audience, he just yeah. wanted to make a good movie. Tenet proved to me how smart I am, because I figured it out. I didn't. I thought I that it was... It, and I'm not going to watch it. I thought that it was the sequel to last season's winner. I read it as 10 ETs. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> if you liked one... Oh. If you liked a movie that has one ET... Imagine this one where 10 ETs pop up. Elliot's like, this is too many ETs. If if there's 10 ETs in one movie, are they doing the thriller dance? Yes or no? Yes. And there's a scene where he tries to shove them in a closet and then a bowling ball and hula hoops and things are falling on They can add a move where they all pop the head up way high up on the stock. Is there a... All right, I'm in. Tenant. (laughs) Is there a scene where they're trying to find a stuffed animal... But it's hidden in the closet with ten e- all they ten see is ETs. ETs they have no idea. And which one? Which one's the stuffed animal? Bear. All right, I am gonna need a vote between ten ETs. Ten and ETs. Ten ETs. <laughs> AKA insomnia and a battle boy. I'd like to see you kill ten ETs with hammers with your friends. No way, Ew, you couldn't what? do it. Mike, can I make a request? Can that we? Was Twitter. That was deep Twitter lore. Sorry. Can we make me? F- can you make me feel better about this vote and just move the loser to the bonus bracket immediately? The loser, the loser will be right to the bonus bracket. Um, I, uh, I, I think about a boy is a strong movie, and I think I'm, I, Insomnia would almost undoubtedly make a better podcast. But that's not what the point of tonight is necessarily. I'm saying about a boy, Greg. In this fashion of 2002, I want to say keep Nolan, 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 Nolan. I agree. We should keep Nolan, 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 Nolan. Insomnia moves on. About a boy moves on to the loser's bracket. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, more battles. Battles. (laughs) I am a robot talking about battles. Our ninth battle is going to be a tough one because it's something we hate. Our fourth seed is Harry Potter and one of his adventures versus your 61st seed, Morven Collar. Uh, so I will say what Morvern Collar is, and I know I'm saying it wrong. It's basically like a Scottish road trip, grief and fun with friends movie. Great, slam dunk. <laughs> uh, this is uh, let's this this is Lynn Ramsey who uh, went on to do. We need to talk about Kevin, having no idea how oh, much okay. we actually needed to talk about we need that to actor. Talk about Kevin. <laughs> and I don't then, know who the actor is, so that's fun. Uh, one of my favorite movies of the year that it came out. Uh, I'm blanking on the name. The uh, Walking Phoenix. Assassin with a hammer. You were never really here. Yes. Good pull. Great. I uh, I don't, I don't ever want to do any of the Harry Potter movies or ever talk about it. It's so, it's just poison at this point. Does it help that this is Chamber of Secrets, his second adventure, <laughs> and the only one I've never seen? I think that's, I think that might be the worst one because I think there's some charms that the first one has that the the second one, like uh, Noodle Boy on top of Ogre. Yeah, I would say uh, the when John Williams is like, we're gonna just do a Christmas movie for a while with the music. <laughs> this is Christmas time. This is Christmas time. See, for me, like when it comes down to the sequels, um, like even with the Bourne movies that I love. Can I tell you what happened in Supremacy as opposed to uh, Ultimatum? Ultimatum? I don't know if I can. You know, like even the Fast and the Furious movies get hard for me at points. But I think as far as that goes, Harry Potter is the worst of it. Like they all blend together so fucking hard that I don't see a point. I've never seen Morvern Caller, but uh, is that even how you say it? Morvern Caller. Morvern Caller. Why do this movie? Why? I mean... Is the reason like it's so O2 we have to? It was such a phenomenon. If a movie from I Scotland th- is this high up, 
it's because it's really good. It's not like we're like inundated with movies from Scotland. Almost any time you have heard of a, a movie from Scotland, it's a good movie. Uh, on these intro nights, we're always looking for our come and see spot, right? Yeah. Maybe it's this our one. Come and see our Rons. Yeah. Uh, this is the one thing where we all just turn our nuclear keys and say never Harry Potter. I think so, yeah. yeah. And bring it. Bring it, listeners. You, scream at us. Try to defend your position. This is you, not a show for TERFs. Yeah, if you you're come at us because you're a TERF supporter, yeah. then... Oh, no. You're going to stop listening. Your next battle is Austin Powers in Gold. As soon as you said in, versus, I'm like out. Like, <laughs> it's not the first one. Versus Bend It Like... Beckham. Oh. I want to watch Bend It Like Beckham. I've now I watch soccer. Did you know they all bend it when they kick it? I did. They're I so thought, good at that. I thought that that's not a David Beckham original. I, he he does this thing called like the Olympic goal, and that's what they talk about in it. But like just kicking the ball with a bend is like something that everybody in in footy does. But um, I would be very excited to see this charming, c- it, cute little movie. Karen Knightley's launching pad introduction of Kieran we don't have to watch somebody eat their skin which is as ryan feels about feet is how i feel thankfully there's way less skin eaters in the world than there are feet so i have to deal with my phobia less often than he does his i did that fucking thing where i you can't do this on this episode but i did that thing where you said the second movie greg was like oh i love ben, like beckham and then the first movie completely deleted from my head no idea what was it again mike austin powers and oh, yeah. nope bend it like beckham moves on nope. next up your 13th seed scooby-doo hmm. live action Versus your 52nd seed, The Transporter. This Scooby-Doo movie has developed a weird meme following. And Mm -hmm. that part, I have to say, I'm a little drawn to it because of that. I've really enjoyed some of the... Do you remember the twist ending, Greg? Of Scooby-Doo? Yeah. I do not, Ryan. Greg has very few fucking pop culture hatreds. And this is definitely one of them. Oh, really? Oh, is it and with Scrappy-Doo? Yeah, he's the killer. fuck. (laughs) Fuck, and fuck. Wait, he's the bad guy, and though? this is James Gunn. Oh, that's pretty cool, actually. I think I'm now, now I'm into it. I'm back on board. Uh, Scrappy-Doo is the worst thing in the yes. world. Way worse than racism. Oliver. I, I've heard when Greg talks about Scrappy-Doo, he'll sometimes call him Crappy-Poo. Dude, I when, Greg, I, was a, no. when, when I was a kid... I loved Scooby-Doo. Sometimes, like, the monkeys would be on it. Sometimes the Harlem sure. Globetrotters would be on it. But most of the time, they'd be like, oh, hey, also, this is not just Scooby-Doo. It's Scooby-Doo and Scrappy, too. Get that shit out of here. I don't want to hear that fucking show. little dog talk. God, Scrappy-Doo sucks. It's so bad. All right. So you would rather watch The Transporter? But this is- which is a Jason Statham- no, I not crank. I feel like the point of scoop of the Scooby Doo movie though is that Scrappy Doo sucks. Yeah, and that makes they're me trying really to capitalize like on the hatred. And it's directed by James Gunn. No, no, it's written by. Directed by Raja Gosnell. Written or story by James Gunn. Uh, the Transporter has almost no cultural footprint at this Cash. point. Man, remember when they? If it was crank, I would be screaming. At they you put Jason Statham in the the Fast and Furious movie. It's like, who cares? I don't care about this guy. <laughs> All right, Scooby-Doo moves on. As it well should. Your 12th battle, 20th seed is Battle Royale versus Battle Royale of a different kind. Your 45th seed, Spy Kids 2, The Island of Lost Dreams. Well, the U-20s will take Spy Kids 2, and Battle Royale is a fucking incredible movie. Hell yeah, Battle Royale moves on. Sorry, Greg. Did you want to talk about Spy Kids 2 at all? Was was Battle Royale, is that the like um, foreign movie that's kind of like Hunger Games-ish? Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. excited to see that, even though I've heard it's hyper-violent. It's 
It's super what violent. Japanese kids get dumped on an island and say, hey, there might be weapons around. Do what you want. I, I am known on the show for my uh, not liking horror, but so much of not liking horror is because I hate gore. But mm. this movie does sound cool. No horror, a lot of gore. Next battle is Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones versus 24-Hour Party People, which kind of follows uh, England's alt scene from like punk through... New wave through uh, what's next up raves and it's Steve Coogan yeah is the star. and the director it's the guy who did the trip movies um, oh really yeah and it's got the Coog in it and it's got the Coog this is I was versus Attack of the Clones I was wondering I've been wondering all week about because I knew that Attack of the Clones came out in O two uh, I had no idea what we we're gonna do with it cultural footprint then strongish now. Probably less so. Is it the weakest of the three? I, uh, that or like the one people shit on the it's most? It's definitely still? the worst of the prequels, and it used to be the worst of the Star Wars movies. Now, Revenge of the what's the last one? Yeah, uh, shit, I don't remember. Revenge of the Skywalker's. The the last one is definitely the worst. Episode one. nine. It makes me want to. It kind of makes me want to see it though, because I want to be like, which is worse? We didn't do Phantom Menace when we did ninety nine. Yeah, and I don't think we were surprised by that. We were like, no, Impressive. we're not doing that. And 24-Hour Party People is a fucking, is really good. My vote is 24-Hour Party Would you guys be willing to discuss an Attack of the Clones bonus show? I would do it. I I would like to get in there and talk about, because it's so bad. But now that there's like several very bad Star Wars movies, I think it it would be kind of interesting to be like, hey, what is really wrong with this? And who's to blame? Like, that, Who's that's what blame. I want to get to. Plus, Who's to blame? It, it was so like it was so weird. It was so strange at that point. Like a bad Star Wars thing. Now that's old hat. Like we're so used to that. Yeah, yeah. Like there's more bad than good. You know now by like the third scene, you're like, oh, it's one of the bad ones. Hmm. Hmm. This is what I dedicated my life to. So we're gonna move that. In, right. We're gonna move that into the bonus contention. Just to do a little recap. Scooby Doo in Star Wars out. <laughs> we're not sure. That is the kind of show you're on. All right, next up is Red Dragon, the Hannibal Hannibal prequel versus Walk to Remember, the Mandy Moore weepy. Oh, boy. I know where I'm feeling. Uh, I'm a Mormon. I always want more, man. I love Mandy Moore. <laughs> My vote is a Walk to Remember. Mike, as a writer of some of the worst raps I've ever heard, this is your all-time <laughs> low. Not all-time best? No. Red Dragon is a stinkeroo, although it yeah. does have, I think... Ray Liotta at a dinner party that Hannibal's throwing. That's Hannibal. That's Hannibal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so he eats his own brain. the best part of Red Dragon is in a different movie. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. is this Ray Fiennes then? That I think that so. sounds right. Yeah. He's like yeah. He's the killer in it. From Ray to Ray. I, like talk about Star Wars, man. Like Silence of the Lambs and Main Hunter. That was it. Those movies were the best. And then they were like, "All right, keep pumping them out. Let's do it." <laughs> I have like almost no walking? take on this. I guess I, I guess I'm <laughs> leaning a little bit towards Red Dragon, but I don't feel like watching that. I'll let Mike take his <laughs> fucking cheesy mall movie. She wears overalls, guys. All right, I'm in. All right, next up, Hard Battle, fifteenth, number twelve seed is Adaptation. Your fifty third seed is Mr. Deeds. Okay, all right. Adaptation well, is one of my favorite movies of all time. One of the best movies ever. Your 16th battle. We're just moving on? 21st. No yeah. Mr. Deeds yep. suck? I think so. No. Winona Ryder's in it. And Mr. Deeds? Yes, sir. Yeah, she, and she's blonde, so is, right? Uh, what's the guy we like? John Turturro with his... Thank you. That's the guy we like. Uh, frostbitten feet. Frostbite foot? Yeah. <laughs> why? You're 24. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mike, but why is it that 
It's not just that we've all seen these movies, but how did we all see them separately and yet have the exact same memories of them? Because <laughs> I haven't seen it, but all of that is in the trailer. Uh, yeah, I saw a lo- we saw a lot of trailers in this year. Oh yeah, your twenty first seed is The Ring, a Mike high school personal favorite, and then your forty fourth seed is Die Another Day, which I do believe is Pierce Brosnan's last. And Halle Berry. This right? is one right. of the really bad ones, right? It's it's hard to get through. I, I, is this I, the one where he says, "Oh, is this the one the Doctor Christmas or whatever?" No, that's oh. Christmas. I thought Christmas comes only once a year. Man, I we shared <laughs> the look Richards. we shared after that line when we saw it in the theaters was priceless. I think that's tomorrow never dies. But this was at a point where, because in a lot of ways, Pierce Brosnan was my first Bond. Like I didn't really yeah. know or care, and before that, it was Timothy Dalton, which was just a dud era. Um, so I was like, I guess I'll go see these movies. But I remember. Even with Goldeneye, a movie that everybody loves, watching all of the Pierce Brosnans and being like just in one eye and out the other, like I, not sticky, stupid bullshit. If Goldeneye, if it were not for the N sixty four game, yeah. Goldeneye, uh-huh. that is like with that's one of those movies, Goldeneye, that's with like to fame. the opening sequence, you're like, this is a stupid fucking movie, and you've just started. I heard on a podcast the other day two guys arguing what was better, Goldeneye or Perfect Dark, and. If you heard that conversation, Greg, could you pinpoint the birth dates of exactly those two dudes? Yeah, seriously, <laughs> these are people like born 1980 to 1984. What is Perfect Dark? Oh, dude, what isn't Perfect Dark? <laughs> Perfect Dark is like the spiritual sequel to Goldeneye. Uh, it is so good. Video game? Yeah, yeah. Mm. The Ring Moves On. By Rare. Next up is your number two seed, Lord of the Rings. I'm guessing the two towers versus your 63rd seed, Stuart Little, two towers. Oh, a battle of second two movies. You, uh, you've you got to like have a lot of chutzpah <laughs> in 2002 to, to keep to retain the name the two towers. It's You're more afraid of nerds yelling at you than you are of the rest of the country yelling at you. This is a good movie, though. They're both sequels Yeah, about where their hero is... On the shorter side. <laughs> Hobbits and mice. Both Hobbits and mice. Beats. That's a movie I want to watch. Um, I, did we get in a big argument? This made it, might have been for the pay pigs, but did we get in a big argument? It was me and Mike arguing who liked Lord of the Rings less. And yeah. then Greg stepped forward and he was just like, well, I, I'll take first place. I like it. <laughs> I'm a fan. Um, and Ryan and I are like rap battle dissing each other. Like, here's how much you like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I, I understand that I'm in danger by saying this. By taking over second place from Mike and leaving Mike as the person who likes it the least, but I had I was shocked at how good of a time I had with the ninety nine season, no oh one season, uh-huh. yeah oh one right yeah, it was one two shit. three yeah. uh, with this movie. Um, I don't know if it's a slam dunk to make the elite eight, but I would say over Stuart Little too, it probably is. I think so. My vote would go for Stuart Little if they called it Stuart Little and named it that oh, way, man. but they're cowards, so Lord of the Rings, the two towers. Film naming on. technology had not really gotten there yet. Yeah, but did you guys hear the news today yet. at the day of this recording? Uh, now You See Me 3 is coming out, but it's not called Now You See 3 or Now, now You 3 Me. See me. And why wasn't the sequel called Now You Don't? Uh, <laughs> God damn You're gonna it. You're going to have to get over that, man. <laughs> Never. This is what I die on. Uh, your next battle is... Uh, I feel like pretty equal in in both cultural relevance and in thoughtfulness. Your 31st seat is Jackass the movie. Your 34th seat is The Hours. Mm. 
a fake nose movie. It's got to be Jackass. The fake nose movie? Jackass? It's got to be Jackass, right? Like, yes. Jackass is... I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not now, and I'm not saying I will be later, but I'm not now thinking about how we would put together a podcast no. about this. Um, but the, the relevance of this about. Jackass movie in my life. And yeah. the, before the movie came out, I was like, it's a show I've seen before. But that fucking movie and the subsequent ones really totally different what a lasting impact they've had yeah dude. i was at jackass forever on opening night without a like without yeah. even thinking about it it's been 20 <laughs> years of movies uh tearing up seeing how old they are when they did the at the end being like look at how young they used to be and they've all just been friends uh and the hours is that mrs dalloway virginia wolf and a person in modern era like jumping through different times mm-hmm. and uh i want to say nicole kidman won the oscar with the fake nose so Jack asked the movie. Look, based on we gotta be true to ourselves. The fact that we have to produce shows that scares the shit out of me. But all the rest of the criteria, uh, yeah, I vote Jackass. Also, it might be up against a heavy hitter in the next round. Yeah. So, now I think we're mostly out of heavy hitters. I don't know. If... Well, we just got to Jackass. I know. You're fucking Jackass. Your last one before we take a break is Reign of Fire. Greg's Rain pick of fire. versus Russian Ark. Which is an experimental historical drama. So I watched this movie for the second time last night. And did you want us to like applaud or anything? I there's been there's never been a movie like this. Uh, do you by do you know what it's about? Like do you know any more than that? Uh, I think a no. I could have lied or quickly Googled, but I cannot. A, I said everything I knew about this. A boat full of borscht. It's a bunch of the characters uh, or a bunch of people from like the history of Russia, from like real people to just like soldiers and shit. And they're walking through this very famous museum in St. Petersburg. And your the point of the view of the movie is like, I think that you're supposed to be like a ghost that haunts the museum. And so that's, it's sort of like they all are. All of these historical figures in the history of Russia are sort of there. And they're like looking at the art and they're saying like, well, I mean, that's not really what happened. And they're talking, at some points they're talking to the patrons of the museum and it's just this, it, like, we, it's from, like, at some point in Russian history on, all the way through as we go through this mm-hmm. museum. And, th- of course, the final description that, uh, the one thing I hadn't said is that it's a fucking wonder. And it's the most impressive wonder I've ever seen in my life. The whole movie is a wonder? 90 minutes, one shot, and not even, like, that rope shit. I mean, I'm sure it might be there, but I didn't see it. Like, I, where they, like, move into somebody's back? Yeah, and then... it's... The whole thing is performed. It's like you are shaking when you watch this movie. Because <laughs> you're like, if, if somebody messes up now, we're 70 minutes there's into a, it. There's a couple of people Cut! who clearly look in the camera. Yes, dude. Like, it's just so hard. It's so hard to and never you hear the director look, go, keep going. Look right down the barrel. Your eye just like is drawn to it. I've never seen a movie like so, this before. That sounds amazing and life changing and so artistically relevant. Humans versus dragons with axes and shotguns. Yeah, Apocalypse, Matthew McConaughey, Christian Bale. Hello, Gerard Butler. This would be, yeah, this would be a major disservice of the year if we fucking voted for this dragon movie. Well, it's Russian arc, Ryan. Is this really the climate where we want Russia explaining mm-hmm. itself? Ah. What else? You want them to annex us next? Russia's the dragon in our world, and it may lead us right onto an apocalypse, Ryan. Greg, what's your vote? Uh, that Russian arc movie. Ryan Russian arc. Now I get to say Reign of Fire. <laughs> Ru- Russian arc. 
moves on. Reign of Fire, you will go straight to the bonus bracket. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, you guessed it, more battles. Your next battle. 18th seed signs versus 47th seed bowling for Columbine. (laughs) What's this about signs in its own way, don't you think? These are two movies. I thought of its time. Yeah, I thought I would have a sentence by the end of that sentence. Uh, very of its time. Um, we have we ever done a documentary? I feel like we talk about this every year. I don't think we have. Michael Moore would be the one to do, and also in a different ways, the least one yeah. to do. Uh-huh. His movies well, we do not really hold up. We could really talk about documentaries, right? I it could be interesting to talk about why they were so of the early two thousands and faded away. Man, so he got. Bowling for Col- Columbine and Fahrenheit 9-11 out this soon? Yeah, well, Fahrenheit mm-hmm. 9-11 was like a couple years after 9-11, right? Because it was like collected yeah. a lot of the... Oh, this is before Fahrenheit. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and this was before it was like so obvious that he... He's pretty manipulative as a, as a, as a documentarian. And I think he's the one who like made documentaries kind of pop off again. And then mm-hmm. also he's the reason why they faded away. And plus, th- th- totally irrelevant now in 2022 about gun laws and getting guns off the street. Getting yeah, we <laughs> fixed it. There was no more high school shootings after this, Mike? Am I correct? No. <clears throat> Columbine was the last American high school shooting. Where are you guys? Uh, I'm a little surprised that Science is seated so low. Um, it's not my favorite movie, but th- it has its fans, right? And certainly yeah, and recently, I feel like it has come up again. And. As a, as a youth, which I was when it came out, I was a Shyamalan lover, and I put this up there. I think this is one of his like top three or four. I think we didn't realize how bad it was going to get, <laughs> and so we were like, hey, that wasn't good enough. And it's like, no, 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 actually, that's top tier Shyamalan. <laughs> you have no idea. Super um, unproblematic cast. It's Mel Gibson and Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> so, what do we think is more worth our time? Greg, I'm gonna have to ask you first. Signs. I'm I'm borderline excited. Ryan, um, let's uh, yeah, let's do a sh- yeah, let's do an M night. M night moves on. Your next battle, Punch Drunk Love, your seventh seed versus your fifty eighth seed, Far From Heaven. Now, before we just move Punch Drunk Love on, here's my argument for why Far From Heaven deserves a bonus episode. It is directed by the guy who did Carol and stars Julian Moore, which makes me think it might be in the same vein of awesome. No, and it's it's uh, similar to Carol, but almost a little bit more extreme. It's done in that very old school, like bright, saturated colors. He's trying to Far From Heaven is like trying to be a Douglas Sirk movie, not as melodramatic, but still sort of melodramatic for this guy. Uh, Far From Heaven is a fucking all-timer should be way more respected than it is but it's going up against punch drunk love. it's going up against pta yeah pta although punch drunk love is probably my least favorite i i've only i haven't seen it in a long time um i think it's i think it's the most surface level pta i think there's the the least amount to chew on but that's i I feel like if you asked people seeing the trailer what's this movie about they could tell you all the turns of the movie but it's still Mm. fun to watch it happen yeah um and it might have been the first time people were like, wait, 
Adam Sandler might be really good. The Sand Doozle's killing it here. He did this and Mr. Deeds in the same year. What a year. What a year. I I would say that the, there's no other director that we could turn down less than PTA. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I absolutely agree, Mike, that Far From Heaven, um, if it doesn't make the Elite Eight, and I guess now it can't, um, should get a bonus show. And if it does, is it going to be in contention for so many Moody's at the end of the year? I love that. I love the, this definitely should have been an Elite Eight bonus show. All right, Punch Drunk Love moves on. Next up, my favorite kind of battle. How did these two end up together? They are too similar. Your 26th seed, Treasure Planet, and your 39th seed, Spirit, Stallion of the Cimarron. <laughs> Man, how? Like, do you guys remember Disney just absolutely cratering all of their goodwill of the 90s? Just flailing. With Treasure Planet? Yeah. There was a couple more around. Like, Atlantis was probably the start of it. And, Mike, I know that you're a big fan of all these movies, but nobody else is. Atlantis, yes. Treasure Planet, never seen. I don't think there's anybody who could even tell you anything about Treasure Planet. I'm almost thinking, like, how bad could it really be? Right. And so the visuals are supposed to be sort of entertaining, but Spirit has led to a Netflix spinoff movie, a Netflix series, and is supposed to be gorgeous to look at. Matt Damon plays a horse. Spirit of the Cimarron. Stallion of the Cimarron. Stallion of the Cimarron. Should we do this as a double feature with Secretary where Maggie Gyllenhaal (laughs) plays a horse? Yes. Yes, we should. She's the Stallion. This one feels like ultimately this will be kind of an inconsequential battle because of what will happen the next round. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've already talked about this. I pretend that doesn't happen. (laughs) I've already talked about this in this show, in the Secretary battle, but fuck, man, we just kicked off Far From Heaven and one of these stupid movies has to move on. You know what, Mike? I don't give a fuck. My vote is Spirit. Yeah, I'll go to the horse movie. Yeah. All right, next up, very hard battle. 10th seed, Minority Report. Ooh. 55th seed, Sweet Home Alabama. You brought a baby, <laughs> baby to a, a bar? bar? <laughs> That's for Minority, that Minority Report. Minority Report? I love Minority Report, even though this probably has the most vomiting in any movie you'll ever see. <laughs> it, it's, it might be the worst Spielberg movie of O2. It's got that real that the Spielberg like this time the really super washed out like everything is so mm. bright and you can't see any colors because it's like looking into a light bulb. Uh, this movie fucking rules yeah. and like it you Future think Trends. that it's sort of M ninety in that once you go you know the twist that it doesn't have the rewatch value and that's not fucking true. No, just All two right. titans at the top of their powers, despite the no fact report. that Tom Cruise is in the biggest movie of the year, and Spielberg is probably going to win the Oscar this year. 20 years ago, two Titans at the top of their powers. Well, Titans stay Titans. That's true. That's what they say. Minority Report moves on. Next up, 23rd seed, 8 Mile. 42nd seed, Equilibrium, which I do want to see someday. Equilibrium, but I don't know if it was, but I remember it being talked about as a Matrix ripoff. Mm-hmm. That's Christian Bale, right? Yes, Christian Bale in leather. So, yeah, that's Matrix. Um, <laughs> that's definitely a Matrix there. I don't remember anything about that. What's the other one? Eight Mile. Oh, of course. Eight that, Mile. That's It's very O2, right? Like, yeah. It's so... Oh, I just spaghetti? watched it. Full, full disclosure, just watched it two weeks ago. It's very 2002. Did you I eat have spaghetti? never seen it. I was eating spaghetti the whole time. But we, um, we have Mackay to move Pfeiffer's it on, don't we? Yes. Even though he promises Mackay Pfeiffer won't be in it, he mm-hmm. is in it. Well, he's not in the song. <laughs> you hear him go, hey. <laughs> Come on, man. Is it 
It's one of my favorite directors, Mike. Or it's the guy who made LA Confidential. Um, but is it good? Is that true? It has its charms. I know a lot of our issues that are going to be with it, but I would love to say, does its charms rise above its issues of treating uh, one of the greatest talents of her generation, Brittany Murphy, as nothing? Oh, cool. She's a nothing character. Sweet. She's there to be like, I'll suck your dick. You're so good at rapping. Keep trying. <laughs> Those are nice messages. <laughs> so, uh, Eight, Eight Mile. Mile moves on? Yeah, I think so. All right, next up is Catch Me If You Can versus Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Okay, two directors at the top of their powers. Uh, No, that's... um, What's his name? The guy from Three Billboards and... Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. uh, Directed by George Clooney. That's right. This is his directorial debut. Yeah, and it's not... And it's written by Charlie Kaufman? Yeah. Farts. And it's not a bad movie at all. I think there's a lot of interesting stuff in it, but Catch Me If You Can is a fucking banger. Well, you know what that means. Confessions of a Dangerous Mind go into that bonus bracket. Congratulations. <laughs> Fee also ran. I love Catch Me If You Can. All right, next up is another Tom Hanks, Road to Perdition <gasps> versus My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Oh, this is so messed up. So one's based on a comic book. I don't know if that helps it or hurts it. And isn't Paul Newman in Road to Perdition? Yes. And he's so good in I it. I think his la- last live action, I think only he did Cars after this. And he's really good in it, right? Yes. Road to Perdition is really good. Um, a little slow, but I feel like we would dig that more than I did in 2002. But, like, My Big Fat Creek Wedding was, it, it like, made blockbuster money. Bigger just, than the movies, yeah. Ryan. It made $30 million a week for the entire year. And it's, like, I feel like it's... Uh, its name is still like a structure that's used. Mm-hmm. I feel like the, mm-hmm. the impact of this has not diminished in the least. So I love Road to Perdition. We'll put it on that list. But it just feels like we couldn't get away with not moving no. Big Fat. I also, it's so interesting, too, because Nia Vardalos, who wrote and starred in it, like she made a sequel. She's been in other things since then. But it was hard for her which had to keep her career going, which I think speaks to like, what a moment this was. This yeah. exact perfect moment for this exact perfect movie. She also has since broken up with her husband. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. My Big Fat Greek My Big Divorce. Fat Greek divorce. <laughs> oh, dude, they should do it. Why not? I think her real-life husband was in the movie so much less dreamy than the guy. Than John Corbett from Northern Exposure? Yeah. Love a good Northern Exposure fan. All right, so My Big Fat Greek Wedding moves on. Yeah, that's the fucking crazy. The 1930s Tom Hanks gangster yeah. movie yeah but like insofar as we're supposed to like also capture the year i don't know it, it feels right to me your next battle 14th seed unfaithful which is my pick oh wow versus 51st two weeks notice okay that's a lot of two weeks notices uh unfaithful is an adult movie it's thrilling it's sexy two weeks notice i think is sandra bullock and hugh grant it is it's it, like at that time and this is the end of that era just like, all right, what two rom-com stars haven't been in a movie together? <laughs> so now we have this one. We've already booted out Hugh Grant with About a Boy. That's gone. Um, but Unfaithful Man is... I kind of hate it gear. now because it's Mike's pick, you know? Yeah. That's sort of the role yeah. that Mike and I play. But two we weeks know notice. it's going to be a good show. It's the type of movie they don't even really make anymore. Yeah. I mean, they also don't make two weeks notice either, but... Uh, but they th- that, that on purpose. Yeah, that's because yeah. it's stupid. Well, I like rom com. 
bad so ones. You're stupid. Now I'm voting for two weeks without notice. Greg, I am voting for the other one, Mike. Unfaithful. Unfaithful. <laughs> you're both unfaithful. Unfaithful moves on. Next up is your 19th seed Panic Room versus your 46th seed All About Lily Chow Chow. Uh, Ryan, what is that? So this is a uh, movie where there's a bunch of kids. It's Reading it sort of reminded me of, because I've never seen it, but reading about it, it sort of reminded me of a beautiful dark twisted fantasy. What was the... the Kanye album? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a longer, better summer. What was the super long movie we watched two seasons ago? A brighter uh, summer. A brighter day. summer day. Okay. It just is sort of like a here's here's a bunch of people just a little bit plotless, uh, moving through their lives like through in a very important summer coming of age movie. Uh, and the thing that they all have in common is they all love this pop star Lily Chow. Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah, and I mean the, sounds upper alley. The seating, like, what number did you say it was? 46. 46 for a movie that we've basically never heard of. That does say something, right? Like, Yeah, those are always the ones you kind of want to watch out for. Why haven't we heard of it? Or heard more about it, I guess. Probably because it's Panic- too good. It's too good. and Panic Room is Lesser here. Fincher, for pa- sure. Panic Room is Lesser Fincher, but Lesser Fincher is still better than almost everything else. I do think it's underrated. I do think it's an incredible movie. He also did really cool 3D opening credits for the first time I ever saw that, and since it's become like a big thing. It's like where the letters are in the world. Yeah. yeah. And like he does a lot of those Fincher shots of like going through the floor of the... Yeah. I remember being very underwhelmed, but I was a big Fight Club fan, and so I'm wondering if I was just like, this isn't Fight Club. Yeah. Yeah, but if you do, I mean, the cast, it's, it's Jody, uh, baby Kristen Stewart's in it, and then you got Forrest Whitaker, uh, Jared Leto, and Dwight Yoakam. Okay, so the cast isn't that great. Some of them. I, both these movies move on for me. Um, luckily, I don't have to vote. Is that right? No, you do have to vote, and you have to vote right now. Ah, shit. Um, I'm going to go with Panic Room. Greg? I'm going to go with Panic Room, too. David Fincher's kind of a big name around these parts. All right, all about Lily Choo Choo goes right to that bonus bracket. Panic Room moves on. All right, next up is the pianist versus the solarist. Okay, so pianist is Adrian Brody, who Uh playing that piano, tickling the ivories, forced a kiss on Halle Berry at the Oscars. Yeah, that's like the main thing I remember from this movie. And they did the brat brat thing on SNL. Wow. In a movie directed by Roman Polanski. Oh, wow. What's the other one, Mike? Let me list the problems with the other one. Solaris, tell us about this. Is it a Woody Allen film? No. (laughs) It's a Steven Soderbergh remake of a Tarkovsky movie that I've never seen. Um, Oh. This one has... Starring George Clooney. This one has had, yeah, George Clooney and... uh, Mm. Julia Moore? Natasha McKellen. Okay, from Braveheart. Um... This this movie's stock has risen a lot. I think that if you remake a Tarkovsky movie, people are going to be like, why the fuck are you doing this? Have they also <laughs> subsequently remade it again? Did it come out just a few years ago, like in 2019? I yeah, I think there's been a few. Because is, so. like, um, is it kind of like Heart of Darkness in Space? It sounds like Passengers, that Chris Pratt, Jennifer Lawrence movie. Oh, okay. But it's not exactly that. It's but, sci-fi, right? Yeah, but th- yeah. as much as I love Soderbergh, as much as I really love Clooney... Now that we're losing all of our stars, the pianist is a fucking masterpiece. But are we gonna have to? Then we're gonna have to talk about Roman Polanski. I, I mean, we'll get that out of the way in the intro. I know us. I don't know. 
it's it, it, I mean, it's a really good movie. I don't know what we do about that. Ryan. Yeah. Pianist. Pianist. Greg. I I'm gonna say Solaris. I'm more interested in Solaris. All right, and Mike says pianist. Next up, ooh, twenty seventh <laughs> seed, Resident Evil. Versus your thirty eighth seed, twenty fifth hour. Oh, twenty fifth hour is winning this bracket. It's Spike Lee directed nine eleven happened during it, right? And he went, "We're using it." Yeah, twenty uh, fifth hour. That's crazy. I don't. I'm not going to make a big speech for twenty fifth hour right now because it's going to get to Resident Evil, and yeah. there's no need for me to do that. But um, this is uh, potentially. I'm trying to run through his IMDb, his best movie since uh, Do the Right Thing. Oh, wow. Damn. And again, that's and another... this is Edward Norton. This is Edward Norton. And uh, Brian Cox is his father. Fuck off. Fuck off. Brian, fuck off, Cox. <laughs> and Spike Lee, Hall yeah. of Famer. Hall of, yeah. Pop Filter Hall of Famer. Um, I, I think that this is in the potential to take the whole thing. Damn, and it's 38th seed. I love that. All right, 25th hour moves on. Kick Rocks, Resident Evil. There's never been a good adaptation of you. There never will be. Well, what about Resident Evil 4? Mm. Yeah, dude. That's that game rules. One. Yeah. Oh, but that's not an adaptation. Oh, uh, I don't understand that's what the word means. source material. Clearly. Your 11th seed, Gangs of New York, versus your 54th seed, Halloween, Resurrection. And don't worry, I double-checked. This is not Halloween H2O. <laughs> oh, good. Gangs of New York, Mike. Yep, Gangs of New York moves on. Your final battle. Man, we have so many good episode. directors. Sorry, Mike. You can talk about so many good directors. Do it. We have like, there's so many of our of our favorite directors going into next week's episode. Like, this is gonna be a bloodbath. It's not my favorite Scorsese, but Scorsese's like in here. Gangs of New York. A lot Ryan. like that. Yeah. Oh, that is a bloodbath. Your 22nd seed, Chicago, versus your 43rd seed, Frida. Oh dang. I, I think Frida's okay. Yeah. And I think Chicago kind of rules dude like, chicago is Chicago's such stunning. a good musical i think that uh it it won the oscar right and it won a bunch of oscars and then the typical backlash happened and then now i think people are like uh richard gears we'll deal with him singing and yeah. <laughs> also john c Riley fucking rules um a lot of times cellophane a lot of times they put a guy that can't sing in that role for whatever yeah. reason <laughs> but uh zellweger and Zeta Jones are top of their game here. Oh my gosh! Yeah. And Queen, Queen Latifah. Latifah. Oh, all the musical yeah. numbers are amazing. This is like this is a thunderous slam dunk for me. I love Chicago. And Frida's like, next time, Sama. Next time you'll get it right. But it's a little middling. Well, those are your battles of the evening. We are going to finish and create the elite next week. Ryan, thank you. Greg, thank you. Listeners, keep watching these movies. 